Hey, it's time for the weekend to begin officially. Oh, yes. And it is time for Ask the Preacher. Otherwise, the weekend couldn't begin. Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church, located in North Lakeland. I've been watching him warming up here over the last few minutes. He is ready to go. He is John Free. Hey, welcome to the Ask the Preacher program, everybody. Good to have you this Friday afternoon. Eric, thank you very much for coming into the studio today and and uh, pressing the buttons on the other side of the glass. It's good to good to be in the studio with you live, folks. We are live, and so I say we. It's it's Eric and I, yeah. So it's uh, it, it is a we. It's plural. Yeah, that is not that's not my pronouns, we and what, however all that garbage works. I am not participating. Um, anyway, I am live in the studio, and you can call in if you have a question or a comment. The number in the studio, as always here at uh, Talk Radio, it used to be 1430, but now it's Talk Radio 96.7 FM. Uh, the number in the studio, 863 682 1430. 863-682-1430. Would be happy to have you call in with a question or a comment. Um, I'm a, I got a couple things I'll, I'll say, but in the process of that, during that time, if you want to grab your Bible, now if you're driving, don't worry about grabbing your Bible. Just listen, keep driving. But maybe you're sitting at home in the living room or kitchen table or uh, on, the, on the front porch watching the, the rain clouds roll in. Um, or something where you can grab your Bible, whether it be the in the uh, the, the printed form or on your cell phone or something to that effect. Uh, grab your Bible. I'm going to look at a few scriptures with you today. I, I want to talk to you uh, some about what it means to be born again. What is that term? What does it mean to be born again? Um, but before I get there, and while you're grabbing your Bible, I just want to make a make mention of a couple things. Um, we are approaching the fall season of the year, and then right after that, Thanksgiving, and then on the heels of that, Christmas, New Year's. It's just a very festive time of the year. It's a very active time of the year, and we do a lot of activities around Believers Fellowship Church. This program uh, has been on the air for, I don't know, 17, 18 years, and it's always come to you um, on behalf of Believers Fellowship Church. And so I just want to invite you to join us. Um, if you don't want to come to church, per se, or maybe you go to another church, we certainly invite you to a variety of other activities that we do. So just um, be on the lookout for some stuff. Uh, there there may be a couple uh, pro-God and country rallies uh, between now and Election Day. We're very involved in elections, that's a very important part of uh, American society. Everyone should vote. Whether you think elections are corrupt or not, you should vote. And uh, if you think elections are, are corrupt, you should vote all the more often. <laughs> it's a little bit of a joke, uh, just to overwhelm the the, the corruption. Um, and then, you know, we have uh, the fall season. We have a fall festival. It's, uh, last year we had about a 1,000 people, a little less than that. Uh, come out and just have a great family time, and we preach the gospel there, uh, especially this year. We just focus on preaching the gospel out there. So lots of games, lots of fun, but the gospel will be preached. I'll talk about why that's important in a moment. Um, a little bit later after that in the year, we'll have our Christmas festival, and again, the gospel will be preached. 
Um, why is it important to preach the gospel? Well, Romans 1.16 says, I am not ashamed. This is Paul writing, um, and he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Uh, well, what is salvation? Well, that means to be saved. You know, a lot of times in Christian circles, we use these terminologies and they just roll out and Christians uh, or people who are familiar with the Bible or, or, or uh, just familiar with, with church talk, you know what that term salvation or what it means to be saved, you know what, that, you know what it means, or at least in general. Um, but I, I find it interesting sometimes where, I, where somebody might say, oh, I'm saved, and, I, and I'll ask this question, well, are you born again? And they go, am I, am I, am I what? Huh? What? Well, are you born again? So that's what I want to talk to you about. What is is there a difference between being saved and being being born again? Um, is it possible that somebody thinks they're saved but they're not really saved, or or they're just not not sure, or whatever it was? It was certainly all those things are possible, and so I, I want to talk about those things. So if you have your Bible, turn over to John chapter three. John chapter 3, and we'll read this and then probably have to take a break, and we'll come back and, and, uh, and continue the conversation. But uh, this, uh, in, in, the, in the Gospel of John, or the book of John, obviously John is talking about Jesus' life, just like the other Gospels that are in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, so in John chapter 3 here, it says this, There was a man, he was a Pharisee, and his name was Nicodemus. Now, he was a ruler of the Jews. In other words, he, he was uh, of, of pretty high authority amongst the Jews. And Jesus came at night and said to Nicodemus, Rabbi. Well, uh, Rabbi means teacher. So Nicodemus is a teacher. Um, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. I was thinking, this is, this is odd. Why am I reading it that way? Nicodemus, I said Jesus came to Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to Jesus and says, Rabbi, Rabbi means teacher. He says, Teacher, we know that you came from God, for no man can do these miracles that you're doing unless God is with him. And Jesus answered Nicodemus and said, Verily, verily, which means you're, you're truthfully, truthfully, I tell you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus says back to Jesus, well, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter back a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered Nicodemus and said, verily, verily, which means truthfully, I tell you. I'm, I'm telling you the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. I say to you, except a man be born of water and of spirit, so what does that mean, be born of water and of spirit? Well, everyone coming from the womb is, is uh, that, that shell of, of water. So it's, it's talking about natural birth and a spiritual birth. Except a man be born of natural birth and of spiritual birth, born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. We'll talk more about that water and spirit, natural and spiritual birth in a moment. That, that'll be significant, um, backing up a couple weeks to something George was talking about here on the program. Anyway, we'll move on. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Don't be surprised. Marvel not, the King James says. Don't be surprised that I said to you that you must be born again. 
We'll talk about what that means when we come back from this break. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. The phone number in the studio today, as always, 863-682-1430. We'll be here until just about 6 o'clock, so stay tuned. Hey, but now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher. Brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. John is right here. Yeah, I'm right here, and we are in the book of John. Uh, John chapter 3. So if you're just uh, joining us, grab your Bibles, whether it be on your phone or a laptop or tablet or, or even the good old book. I like the good old book. You can make some good notes. Of course, you can do that if you know how to use the apps. But um, when, you know, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about California. You know, they're pushing all the electric cars and then and then they're having electric shortages and uh, and the chart, the cost for charging your car is getting ridiculous out, out of out of hand more than gas itself. Anyway, I bring that up simply to say, uh, one day when they, whoever they are, that um, that <laughs> they out there in control space, flip the switch on the internet and your Bible on your phone doesn't work. I hope you have the Bible in print. Okay, so we are looking in John chapter three. We're talking about. Uh, what it means to be born again. What does that phrase mean? Um, what does it mean to be born again? Is it the same as being saved? Is it the same as salvation? Uh, what are the differences in the terms? Um, and uh, But I, I want to tell you, we're about to get into some scriptures here that if you say, well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it means to be born again. Well, don't, don't feel too bad. In the middle of this um, story that we're reading, a, a real occasion of Jesus' life with a man named Nicodemus, this conversation that Nicodemus and Jesus are having, um, there's some there's some hope for you because we, as we read in the beginning of John 3, we find out that this man named Nicodemus, he was a ruler amongst the Jews. Well, if you know anything about Jewish heritage, it didn't matter whether you were a big shot or a little shot. Uh, they taught the scriptures, and they, they taught Jewish traditions to all of their generations pretty well. So if this guy, Nicodemus, is a ruler amongst the Jews, um, he should know something. And so when Jesus says to him, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, and Nicodemus says, uh, that doesn't make sense. How can an old man, apparently Nicodemus was aged himself, um, how can he go back into the mom and be born again a second time? Jesus says, verse 5, John 3, 5, I tell you the truth, unless a man is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the, enter the kingdom of God. And um, I told you I would talk about some significance there about being born of water and of spirit. The way that I view that, that means of natural birth and of spiritual birth. And then it goes on in verse 6, it says, that which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. In verse 7, Jesus says, don't be surprised or marvel not that I said to you that you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, and you hear the sound of it, but you can't tell where it came from, and you can't tell where it's going. So it is that everyone is that is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus answered back to Jesus and said, how can these things be? And Jesus said back to Nicodemus, Aren't you a master or a, a teacher of Israel? Then how do you not know these things? For truthfully I say to you, 
We speak that what we do know and testify of what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you of earthly things and you uh, you did not believe, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man has gone up to heaven, and he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven, and as and, and Jesus goes on, he says a lot of great stuff, but I, I want to, I'll get lost going too far. Um, but backing up into Jesus saying to Nicodemus, hey, you're a master in Israel and you don't know these things. I find it interesting to me, the people that I run into on a regular basis and, and just begin to talk. I love to talk about Jesus. I love to talk. The, the, my favorite conversations are the ones that they say you should never have with strangers or you should never have at a dinner table. My favorite conversations are, I guess I'll call it religion for um, the most understandable of phrases, religion and politics. <laughs> you, you hang around our family, the Freed family. You come over for Thanksgiving. Uh, it doesn't take long. We're talking about the Bible. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the church. We're talking about the things of God, and we're talking about politics. Uh, sometimes we're talking about education because our our family is full of preachers and teachers. That's what our family's full of, and we all love Jesus. And so that that's our conversations, and so that's that's where they go. Uh, and and so here in this conversation between Jesus and, and Nicodemus, he's saying, "Man, you're a, you're a supposed to be a teacher, you're a master, but you don't know what it means to be born again." I find it very interesting to run across people that. They love God. I know they love the Lord. They're they're in many times. I know that they're faithful members of their church, um, and and I'm I would be pretty convinced that they are born again, that that they're saved. But I might ask that phrase, "Are you born again?" They're like, "I don't I don't know what that means." You know, a lot of my dear Catholic brothers and and sisters, they are just simply not taught what that phrase to be born again means. And yet Jesus very so plainly said in John chapter 3, you must be born again. Now in 3.16, everybody seems like they know what John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? And that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Most probably the most popular verse, common verse across the, the world um, in, in in scripture, seems like everybody knows it, but it's the very same chapter that Jesus says, you must be born again. And here Nicodemus, he's a teacher of Israel. He's a teacher to the Jews, and he doesn't even know what that means to be born again. So if you don't know what it means to be born again, that's all right. Nicodemus didn't know either, and Jesus has the conversation with him. What does it mean? It means to be born of the Spirit in addition to being born of the natural. Let's go back to verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. This being born of the Spirit might be what you could call the second birth or a rebirth. That is the being born again part. So the first birth coming is the natural birth where a person is born of a woman. By the way, you can only be born of a woman. No biological male can ever give birth. I don't care what the Democrats and what the liberals and what the rest of them uh, end up or anybody else wants to say. Only a woman can give birth. Only a biological woman can give birth. So you can call yourself, you can be a man and call yourself a woman, but if you can't give birth, uh, that that ain't you. Uh, you're not a woman. Anyway, 
you must be born of woman and be born of the Spirit. That's what it means to be born born again. We'll talk about how to become born of the Spirit in, in a little bit. But a couple of weeks ago, uh, George, who is often with me here on the program, um, he did a, a fantastic job of covering while I was up in Pittsburgh for a couple of Fridays, and he talked about the changing of the human DNA. Um, if, a, if a person changes the DNA to where you are no longer human and you say, well, who in the world would do that? That's what a lot of this liberal push is. That's what a lot of this vaccine stuff and the, the playing around with the human genome, that's what a lot of that is about. They're, they're trying to make, so to speak, a better human, a, a human body that is not potentially, this is the idea, that they're not susceptible to illness, that they're not um, prone to the same problems that other humans be, uh, might be prone to. And so literally, they're trying to create a different species. Now, they've done it with food for a long time. That's been the testing ground. Well, now they're close enough to be able to do it with humans, and they've been growing body parts and various different things. Um, there's some really, really evil, sick, twisted experiments that have taken place over the last couple decades, absolutely appalling um, of, what is, of what is going on. So... George talked about if the human genome is changed and a person is ceases to be human and salvation is given to human beings and a person ceases to be human, does that do away, so to speak, with a person's ability to be saved? Well, those are some very, very interesting questions. I'm going to relate it to this. I remember hearing my dad talk about a story when he was facing um, his his potentially 100 years in prison. One particular night, he's in the jail cell, and he hears these two guys talking, and he thinks at this point in time, they're talking loud enough. When he looks back and, and, and thinks about it, they must be talking loud enough for him to be able to hear. But one guy says to another guy, you know, this is what he says, I don't know if the Bible is really true or not, but if it is, a person would be a pure fool to take his life knowing that on the other side of this life, he might spend eternity in hell. Wow, what a statement. Eternity in hell if, if you're not born again. No man can enter the kingdom of heaven unless he's human, unless he's born again, born of water or born of natural birth, and born of the Spirit of God. We'll talk about what that means. How do you become born again? How do you get born again? How do you get saved? How can you know that you are saved? Um, and what what does it mean when you become a new creature in Christ Jesus? So those are the things we'll talk about when we come back. You're listening to Ask the Preacher, and if you want to call in, the phone number is 863-682-1430. Glad to have you uh, listening. And so uh, feel free to call in. And just in case you don't join us, I want to invite you to Believer's Fellowship Church. Look us up online, believersfellowship.com. We'll be back in a few minutes. Now let's get back to Ask the Preacher. Your weekly opportunity to have your Bible questions answered. And it's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship. Here's John Free. Here's Johnny. Good to be with you this weekend. And uh, as Eric said at the beginning of the program, apparently this program starts off the weekend. Yay, rah, rah. 
Congratulations for tuning in today as we kick off the weekend and let's make the week. Is it does it have to be the weekend? Why can't it be the week beginning? I don't know. I guess that standard's already been set. It's been rolling around long enough. But nonetheless, glad to have you listening to the program today. And um, we are talking about what it means to be born again. What does that term mean? What does it mean to be born again? Is it the same as as being saved? Um, I, I want to look at at some other other scriptures real quick here. Um, and I, I want to get over to talking about a new creation. So if you're if you're born again, when you become born again, are you the same person or are you a new person? Well, the understanding is you're a new person. So if you have your Bibles, flip all the way over into the Old Testament into the book of Ezekiel. So we were in John chapter 3, that's in the New Testament. We're going to go all the way over into the Old Testament, that's Ezekiel. Uh, it's after Psalms and Proverbs, a few books after that. That's Those are common uh, places in the Old Testament. But anyway, Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36, and we'll start in verse 26. Let me read it to you here, and if you're there, you can follow along. It says this. Now, let me preface here. Uh, this is a, a prophecy, if you will. This is a foretelling of what would come in the future. Okay, so the prophet Ezekiel is writing these things by inspiration of God. It was recorded um, and 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 put down, and it was spoken and taught and reminded to the Jewish people um, these things as as uh, as the as the clock ticked in time. But this is what it says in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. This is a prophecy speaking of what will come. It says, A new heart also will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a new heart of flesh. Verse 27, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. You shall dwell in the land that I give you and your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Verse 29, I will also save you from all your uncleanness, and I will call for the corn, and I will increase it and lay no famine upon you. I will multiply the fruit of the tree, the increase of thy field, and it goes on and he says, um, uh, a, a lot of awesome things, and he says, but I'm not doing this for your sake. If we jump down to verse 32, not for your sakes do I do this, says the Lord, but be it known unto you. Be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel. Um, I, I simply go down and, and mention those last few verses there uh, to simply say, we did not earn this. God gave this. It is a free gift of the free gift of salvation but what is that free gift of salvation, and how do you acquire it? Well, you must be born again. And then this chapter here, in these couple verses from Ezekiel 36, verse 26, a new heart, a new spirit. I'll take out the stony heart out of your flesh, and I'll give you a new heart of flesh. What does that mean? Well, is God going to reach into my body and grab my heart and rip it out like, um, oh, I think it's a... Funny Jim Carrey movie. Um, oh, it's Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, well, he daydreams about that kind of thing happening. Anyway, but it's not not he doesn't daydream about God doing it. But anyway, this is not God reaching and literally grabbing your blood pumper heart. This is God saying the core of who you are, the heart of you. 
the core of who you are, I will reach in there, and I will take that old stony thing out, and I will give you a, I will give you a soft, pliable heart of flesh. Verse 27, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Up until the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, where it became possible to be saved by faith, to become born again by believing in what Jesus Christ had done, up until that point, people had to, uh, everything was, was done according to their works, according to their works. And now this new covenant comes in, and Jesus himself, his works were perfect. And so he met all of the requirements of perfection, of holiness, of righteousness. And he gave the benefit to us. And so when we put our faith, our trust in what Jesus Christ has done for us, that is accounted unto us by faith as righteousness. That is that is this process taking place where you say, um, God, forgive me, cleanse me. I'm, I'm, I'm no good of myself. Oh, I, I need Jesus, where you recognize your need for a Savior, and he's right there. He's right there, and he reaches, and he takes the old stony heart out, and he gives you a heart of flesh. I, I want to move over to another place in Scripture. It's way back over in the New Testament again, and it's 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Yeah, you heard me right. A new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What does that mean? He's a new creature. If you studied that phrase out, a new creature, it literally means he is a creature that has never before existed. So that does not mean you become fixed. You become repaired. When you become born again, when the Spirit of God reaches in and takes out that old stony heart, then he places his, him, his, his spirit on the inside of you and gives you a new heart. You become born again. That doesn't mean he takes an, an old broken piece of furniture and patches it up with some glue and some screws and some duct tape. No. You become a brand new Christian. Um, a brand new creation, that's what I meant to say, excuse me, a brand new creation, a creation that never before existed. Now, people, you, you might say, well, will I remember my name, my phone number, my address? Well, I still look the same. I still kind of feel the same, except for there's something on the inside that feels different. But, you know, I, I, I still look at my hands and feet. I'm still me, right? Well, you're still you on the outside, but you're not you like you used to be you on the inside, brand new. You know, that takes faith to believe that that happens. It absolutely takes faith. We are saved by that faith. It's the gift of God. It's the, the, the action of it is given to us as a, as a free gift. But, man, I tell you, it can take some real effort sometimes to hold into believing that because you say, well, but I still have some of the same tendencies. Well, you might for now. But if you'll walk in the new man, if you'll walk as this new creation, if you'll walk in this new heart that God puts on the inside of you, you'll find out that you walk different now. So let's go back, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new 
creature, a brand new creature, a person that never before existed. Old things are passed away. You know, we use that term passed away. I, I got a phone call today from a dear brother in our church, and he was in tears when I answered the phone, and I didn't know he was in tears. I answered the phone all happy. Hey, brother, great to hear from you. And, and he started crying. Oh, Pastor John, my sister passed away today. Just a few moments ago, she passed away. We use that term. We use that phrase, passed away, means it died. Well, we've become, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things are dead, passed away. Old things are dead. Behold, everything has become brand new. Think about this for a second. Have you ever planted a seed in the ground? Let's think about um, a, a tomato seed. I, when I was a kid, I used to grow tomatoes in pots and green peppers and even some cucumbers. And then when I was about 35 or so, my wife helped me at the garden and several other people from the church, and we grew all sorts of stuff. And we put all sorts of seeds in the ground. Some seeds are large, some seeds are small, but when you put that seed in the ground, you want to know what it does? It dies. In the dirt there, it dies, and it disappears. It's gone. But there comes a new life springing up from the ground. You know, an orange tree, a tomato bush, a cucumber plant, the tree, the bush, the plant, it doesn't look anything like the seed, completely different, a completely different thing. You know, a, a, a caterpillar and a butterfly, that butterfly is completely different from the caterpillar. But you say, well, yeah, but it was the same creature. Nah, not anymore. It's not a caterpillar anymore. It's not a caterpillar with wings. It's a butterfly, a completely brand new creature. So are there, is there a connection from the old to the new? Well, in one sense, yes, because we know how it happens. That seed turns into a plant. That caterpillar goes through metamorphosis, a complete change, a transformation, transformed from one state of being into another state of being, not fixed, not repaired, completely brand new. That's what it means to be born again. A lot of people will think, well, yeah, I'm saved. I go to church. Going to church doesn't make you born again. You say, well, I, I, I do good things. I'm kind to people. Well, I'm, gr I'm glad you are. Everybody should be kind to everybody as, as much as, as possible. We should all be kind, but that doesn't make you born again. What does it mean to be born again? It means to have a completely new nature down on the inside. The old person of sin and selfishness and flesh is, is gone. It's passed away. It dies. And the life of Christ Jesus comes alive on the inside of us. As Ezekiel said, he puts a new heart in us. God puts his own spirit on the inside of us. That's what it means to be born again. And when we come back, we'll talk about how you become born again uh, as well as maybe a few other things. I'm so glad you're, you've joined today. I hope you'll stay tuned in. Uh, hang in there about two and a half minutes, and we'll be back with more Ask the Preacher. Talk Radio 96.7 takes you and the rest of us right into the fourth segment of Ask the Preacher. As we start the weekend off with your Bible questions answered, John Freed's got them. 
Yeah, right here with you uh, for the next few minutes. Glad you've tuned in. Listen, if you're arriving at home about right now and you've been listening to the program, just sit there in the driveway or in the garage. Uh, don't shut that garage door. Let the fumes uh, air out there. But uh, keep keep listening. We've only got a few minutes. I, I want you to, to know uh, how to give your life to Jesus, how to become born again, how to allow God's Spirit to come down uh, and, and dwell on the inside of you. I, I mentioned towards the end of the last segment that um, I, I'll say it slightly different than how I did before, but uh, good works, good deeds, being kind, uh, being a good person, you know, that's all wonderful. I, I'm really glad you are. Um, I, I want to be as well. I don't want to be rude, and I, I want to be a good person, but being a good person um, does not mean that you're born again. Uh, it means that you, you you do good in in one sense. You could say it's good, and I know we can make some scriptural and doctrinal arguments to say that it's not good unless it comes from the heart of God. Um, but anyway, it, the being born again is what is required of us if we're going to see the kingdom of heaven. We read that in John chapter three, the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus where Jesus said, you must be born again. I've made mention that many of my Catholic friends, brothers and sisters, um, that they don't understand what that term is. The simple reason they don't understand what that term is is because they've never been taught that. Now, I don't quite understand why they've never read that, because it's right there in the Bible. But yet, on the same token, a lot of people that love God and believe in God don't read the Bible. Well, if if I can just interject something in the in our in our uh, journey here today, and, and simply say to you, you should read your Bible. You really should read your Bible. Uh, you know, God made a lot of effort, if you will, went through a a lot of time and trouble. Now, it wasn't much burden to him, but he got people to finally obey him, and he's recorded these things, and it was written down for us. And, uh, you know, we should take advantage of it. We take advantage of a lot of other knowledge in the world. Um, we should take advantage of the greatest knowledge that there ever was or that there ever will be in this world. And that is all in the book. It's all in the Bible. And so read your Bible. So that's, uh, you know, all these things are there. So how could it be that somebody not know what it means to, or, or what that phrase is even to be born again? It's right there. In the beginning of John chapter 3, and as we said before, a lot of people know John 3.16, and so it's right there, same same chapter. Um, I, I want to look over at another place in, in, in Romans, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. I mentioned the phrase, well, how do I become saved? How do I become born again? Well, we, we could say in general, well, you have to believe in, in Jesus Christ. Well, that's true, but I want to read a, a phrase, a, a couple verses here out of Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. It says, If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you will believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, our confession turns into salvation. I'm going to read that one more time. If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you will believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Or you could say, for with the heart, man believes unto right standing with God. And with the mouth, 
confession is turned into salvation. So I've heard a lot of people say, well, I, I believe in Jesus. Well, did you know that the Bible says that the devils or the demons believe and they tremble, but yet salvation is not for them? So when it says to believe that God has raised him from the dead, there's a real sense of placing trust in that understanding. And if you confess with your mouth, you say with your own mouth that Jesus is Lord. Well, I'd like to be a little more specific with that phrase. It's to say with your own mouth that Jesus is your Lord. What does it mean to be Lord? Well, that means to be boss, to be the one in charge. Well, if you've given your life to Jesus, that means he's the boss. It kind of, you could say it like this, it means you have decided to become a slave. The scriptural term, the old term, might be to be an indentured servant. In other words, you say to Jesus, you saved my life, I give it to you. My life is not my own, it is yours. There's a lot of other scriptures that talk about us being bought with a price. He paid the price for our salvation. So we say, oh, man, I am a dead man without Jesus. Well, he was a dead man that God raised from the dead. And when you believe that truly with your heart and you put your actions behind that, and you say, all right, that means Jesus is my boss. Whatever he says to do, that's what I will do. With the heart, you believe under righteousness. You believe under this right standing with God. Deep on the inside of you, you believe it. It's not just something that you lightly believe or that you lightly say. You know, whatever it is that you believe, you will actually do. If you really believed that eating something would kill you, you wouldn't eat it. But the reason we eat it is because we don't believe that it's killing us, right? If you really believed that something would absolutely deliver you or, or set you free from a particular bondage, you would run to it. You would grab a hold of it. Well, Jesus Christ has done everything possible that can be done to deliver us from the bondage of sin and death and destruction. And if you really believe that, you will run to him and give your life to him and make him your Lord. You will say with your mouth, Jesus, be my Lord. And you will, uh, you will believe and act as though you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, that you have received life through what Jesus Christ has done. And I want to tell you, when you do that, you will not be the same. This is not the idea of making you from one kind of good person to another kind of good person. No, you become a brand new creature. That's what being born again is all about. God does not want you to be just a little better than what you were before. He wants to transform your life and make you just as precious and valuable as his dear son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, if I haven't preached you happy, I've made me happy, and the Word of God will do that. I Again, I encourage you, get in the Bible, read the Word, and if uh, you want to join us at church, we'd welcome you in uh, with, with open arms. Believers Fellowship, we're up on the north side of town. Look us up online. That's the easy way to find it, believersfellowship.com. Hey. I love you. God bless you. Have a great weekend.